Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Monday, June 7th. I'm Rudy. I've noticed lately rich people tend to have thin wallets while poor people tend to keep theirs a little more overweight. Same with their spouses. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? I am Rudy Povich. This is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you very much for subscribing to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, which is my favorite platform. Every day around 9.45 a.m. Central Time, we go live on Instagram, just at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, maybe you guys have already seen (laughs) some of the videos. Say hi to some people real quick. What's up, Janessa? How are you? Hello, Amanda. Hi, Lynn. Scooter. What's up, Sean the Biker? Alina, Danielle, how is everybody? Good to be back in the studio where we're just hanging. Janessa asks, hey, Rudy, how was your vacation? I'm going to get to that in just a second. Thank you very much for asking. Hello, Mel. Jules. What's up, Auntie Reedy? Wyatt, what's happening, buddy? Hello, Lynn. Scooter says, love the birthday video. Yeah, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Gina. Olina says, good morning, Rudy. It's good to see you again. Yeah. Feels good to be back. Decided to take a little bit longer vacation than what I had anticipated because Glacier National Park is so damn beautiful. I had to go back on my last day. And because of that, I missed my flight, (laughs) which then got me trapped inside of the Kalispell Airport for four hours. That sounds like something a judge would make you do you know, I don't want to say murder one, but, you know, if you were to, like, get caught spray painting the side of a building, he's like, hey, man, um, your community services, you are going to have to spend four hours at the Kalispell Airport. No! I'd rather do 20 years hard time! Kalispell Airport, no! Living off of cheese sandwiches and friggin' apple juice. What's up, Beth? How are you? Uh, Janessa saw some of your amazing drone footage absolutely beautiful it was one of the most stunning things I've ever seen I came across uh, this place called Avalanche Lake which is I didn't realize like it was a very high trafficked touristy not only say touristy spot because it is kind of a pain in the ass to get back to for sure if you go to Glacier National Park it's not when you look at it on the map it looks like nothing I didn't think anything of it because my plan was to take going to the Sun Road that is sort of the main attraction out there. It gets you to the top of the mountain. It's where you see all the prettiest stuff. And we can only get about 15 miles up the road before it just, like, stopped. It was at a place called Avalanche. I, all right. I don't know what the hell this place is, but it seems like there's a lot of people just, like, stopping and getting out and hiking. So, all right. Well, we'll try it. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Let's grab the cameras and the drones and let's head on out. Well, what I thought was going to be, like, a 15-minute, it looked like 15 minutes on the map, you know? The thing about Montana is you see a mountain and it looks like you could reach out and touch it. But what you don't realize is that mountain is like 47 miles away. (laughs) So I 
started walking this trail, thinking it was about a 15-minute hike. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. This thing is two and a half miles back. So, uh, and when I say hike, I mean like actual hike. I don't like, from here on out, I don't like it when anybody's going to say, oh, we went down to Mankato and did a little bit of hiking. No, you didn't. You walked in the woods. This was hiking. Trust me. This was terrain and rocks and giant trees that had fallen. This was like actual woodsy, like my definition of hiking. Because some people say, oh, we like we went hiking the other day. I'm like, no, you walked down a trail. That was it. It was a, the city of Bloomington paved out a little path, and it's in the woods, so now you call that hiking. This was like fucking, you, had, you, you were like dodging billy goats, you know, checking over your shoulder for grizzly bears. Like, this was actual hiking. And it's two and a half miles back. And I had already done like about a mile hike around a loop thinking I was on the right trail, which I was not. So I finally get on the right trail and make my way back to what is called uh, Avalanche Lake. And it was something out of Jurassic Park. I turned the corner and laid eyes on this place for the first time. And it was like hearing the Beatles play their first chord in front of you. It was majestic. I mean, it was awe-inspiring. And I hate the adjective breathtaking, but this was breathtaking. Like seven waterfalls were just in front of me, just pouring water. The reason why you couldn't get up to going up the, uh, going to the Sun Road is because there's still like seven feet of snow in the mountains. They have sort of like a halfway point till you get to the other side of Glacier National Park. They have like this like sort of like outpost look, lookout thing. And that was completely, I mean, dude, that thing was snowed in. They were showing pictures of that place, this building on top of the mountain that is completely, <laughs> the whole building is up to the windows in snow. So uh, so I'd walked back there. Like I said, it was a, it was a hell of a hike. I saw some people that were doing it where I'm like, I don't know if you're going to make it, lady. Somebody must have just told you that it was right around the bend because it is not. It is back there. And I'm telling you, at some point I was, I was, I kind of just went off by myself because there was a few people that were kind of, you know, moseying around the lake. And I had just decided that I just wanted to go and like kick it and be by myself. So I walked kind of like about halfway around the lake to a spot where nobody was and I was just flying the drone and taking photos and just like kind of having a moment and I'd brought a couple beers back there with me so it was beautiful man like you're just looking at this you know this for lack of a better term mountain of a mountain and I'm just like having this really nice quiet moment and this guy comes walking up and he goes hey man saw you had the drone and the camera stuff, you know, it'd be great. Because if you walk up this way, just a little little ways here, you're going to find a little path. And you take that path, and you're going to have to go. It's, it's a, probably about uh, 600 feet straight up. But if you can get up there, there's a nice little ledge. And then on that ledge, all these flat surfaces where you'd be able to get some great, great pictures of the lake. And you'd be able to fly your drone all the way up to the top. And you'd be able to get back to where those waterfalls are. And I mean, you'd probably have to go like another like mile to be able to get back there. But I'm telling you right now that it would probably be worth it. And after this guy got, got done giving me the whole spiel about why I should pack up all my shit and then go on another fucking two miles up the mountain. I just said, or I could look at it. (laughs) There's that. There's that thing where I came here to do, or maybe I'm going to put this shit away and then I'm just going to stare at this majestic thing in front of me that I hiked, you know, I may have to hike six miles round trip to be able to go see. Maybe I'll just stare at it for a while. That sounds like a lot of fun too. And it was. And it was so much fun that I decided to miss my flight because I had to go back. I woke up on Saturday morning and thought, I didn't get enough. I need more.
So I woke up at 3 a.m. I packed up all the stuff. I left my Airbnb and drove out. I mean, it is when you talk about like, you know, it was in the, the cloak of night. No, fuck, this is like black, black, dude. This is like I shut inside a padded room. There is no light anywhere. And it, I got to admit, that was it was scary because finally at some point I realized like maybe I should just be stopping at places I can stand next to the car. Because the first place I went to was a day, a place I had been to on Thursday. And I thought, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice because you can walk down by the lake and, you know, it's nice and flat. You'd be able to get some really nice shots of uh, the sun coming up. And then I got down there and I probably heard a chipmunk, you know, fart. And I was like, hey, 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 <laughs> screaming away imaginary bears. But it was. If there's ever a trip that you, if you're thinking, I got to go somewhere with the family or I want to do something that is on my own and you need a little bit of adventure, Glacier National Park is where it's at. And the reason why I went is because my, my father used to go there. He used to hitchhike out there a lot when he was young, when he was like between 17 and 20. And it was one of his favorite places. And there's all these like old photos of him standing next to like Lake McDonald and I thought that'd be great to just go out there and recreate some of those photos, but I don't know. After a while, I was like, does he deserve it? I mean, I'm working my ass off, you know, hiking and hauling all this shit around. Like, does he deserve me recreating a photo of him? And I just went, fuck it, make your own museum. How about you go out and you make a photo that maybe someday your kids or relatives will want to go back and recreate? That's really where the magic was happening. And I'm telling you, it was the best thing, I, I think, for me mentally, just to get get away from everybody for a while and to just go by myself. And while I was out there, like, I, it's not like I just, like, was, you know, being a recluse just sitting in a restaurant and not talking to anybody. No, fuck no, I made friends. Like, I, that's why I went out there was to talk to people and just, get, you know, maybe get a new perspective on things. And you know, I met some great people who gave me some great advice about where to go and what to see and where to eat. There's a place out there called the DeSoto. These two dudes, I swear to God, it was like something like right out of a Muppet movie. These two cooks, the bar was right up against the grill. And I was sitting on the other side of the bar from these two guys. And it really did. It looked like something like out of a movie. Because the one cook was about six foot four. He was this, this like hulking Indian man. He was huge. He had hair like all the way down his back. And he was really funny. And then the guy standing next to him looked like a 40-year-old version of the catcher from... <laughs> <laughs> Sandlot, like freckles, red hair, just sweating it up, you know. And but these dudes were like, it was like watching a dance. They were so good at their job, and the food was so amazing. And it was relatively cheap, man. It wasn't like crazy cuisine. It was like they pulled these dudes off the streets when they were like eighteen. They gave them a t-shirt and a hairnet and went get at it. And now they've been doing it for twenty years. And that's one guy would show up and he'd slide the plate in and then they would get all the trimmings ready to go and then the, that plate would then have to be moved up to the top where the guy could like get the sandwich on and then that moved over to the other guy that did condiments and these guys like had it down and it wasn't it wasn't like um you know well our dinner rush is going to be for you know an hour and a half no 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 i sat in that bar for 3 hours and these dudes did not stop not one time i was done with my meal in 40 minutes and just sat and watched these guys work. People were walking by. There's a giant, like, glass mayonnaise jar that these people were just walking by and just crumpling up $50 bills and just throwing them in there, going, wow, man, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. And it was true. I've never seen dudes work like that before behind a grill. It was, it was like, 
I don't know. I guess the best way to describe it is if you if you've w- ever watched Dancing with the Stars and saw a Perfect Ten, and you can really tell, like, wow, these people were really good. You know, I- I'm talking about like, you know, Christy Yamaguchi along with a professional dancer, good, not like you know, Missy Elliott, good. Okay, I'm talking about a, an actual real Perfect Ten. You'd go, oh my God, these people are they're masters at their craft. Whatever they are paying these guys, it definitely is not enough. So. Went back on Saturday morning and hiked a bit by myself, which, by the way, uh, when they see you see a sign in the woods, like that is like four miles back in the woods, and it says, uh, hey, I hope you got your bear mace. You should probably have some bear mace because it, uh, like I said, it is, it is a big cavernous area, and it scared the hell out of me being out there by myself because you realize, like, you have no cell phone coverage. I don't have any bear mace. Because I just thought, ah, that stuff's for like, you know. They sell it to tourists just to say they got it. Oh, fuck no. There was a guy walking with a 9 millimeter. I'm like, okay, maybe there is a threat of bears. And I came across a bear, which I, uh, I do have pictures of it. I haven't posted them uh, because I didn't get any great pictures of it. And what happened was, you know, the son of a bitch, the damn, uh, uh, it, it, the bear was like from me to the other side of the street away. I mean, I'm driving in the right-hand lane, and that bear is just on the other side of the left-hand lane. And as I finally, people were stopping it you know, get a picture of it. And finally, as I got up to be able to take a picture of it, there was a cop, two people behind me, and he hits the whoop, whoop, and the bear takes off and runs away. (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? Dude, if you would have given me another four seconds, I would have had an up-close picture of an actual bear from Montana right in my lens. It would have been, you know, focused, and I could have hung that thing on the wall. Nope, whoop, whoop, and off and went. So that was um, that was the day before. But then my last day there, Saturday morning, when I just decided, you know, screw it. If I make my flight, I make it. If I don't, whatever. I missed it by like 15 minutes. And, you know, it was worth it. It was worth it to go back out there and hang. So I get on my flight, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys have ever had this happen before, where I don't. they basically had the cutoff at like 9... 27 or something. The flight left at 10.10. I got there at like 9.35, you know? It might even been sooner than that, like 9.33. And the lady's like, eh, we can't get to let you on. I was like, it it, it leaves at 10.10. Just let me back there. I already have a plane ticket. I was like, you know what? Keep the bag. I, mean, I, I don't care about the bag. Just let me grab my laptop out of it, and you can keep keep all my shit. I don't care. That's all. I can. I have to get home. There's not. I have to be on this flight. And she goes, well, I could book you a flight for Wednesday. I was like, I'm the, that is not helping me, lady. <laughs> How does me getting home Wednesday get me home today? What are you talking about? No. She goes, well, there's, just, there's really nothing we could do. We just, we closed the gates down and yeah, that's it. I said, well, could you at least attempt to make a call back there? I'm here. It, this is the Kalispell Airport. I'm going to be through security in like three minutes. Just hold on. Like, just give me a second. Nah, no, we can't. Meanwhile... You know, well, this lady from Sun Country is just like, mm, yeah, sorry, nothing we can do about it. There's a gal who's standing at the counter next to her who works for Delta, and she goes, where you got to go? Minneapolis? I said, yes, I need to be on a flight to Minneapolis. She goes, we got one leaving in like three hours. I think there's a couple spots left. Next thing you know, $194 later, I'm on a goddamn plane, which I should have been on one three hours earlier had somebody maybe just called in. It's, I, listen, this isn't the Vancouver airport, all right? I'm, I'm looking at the gate where my plane is through a piece of glass. I'm like seven feet away from it, lady. Could you just fucking at least like make an attempt to get me back there? No. 
Thanks. I appreciate it. So I'm on the flight. <laughs> and I need to get my ass home because it is my daughter's 13th birthday on Sunday. And Saturday night, we have a little surprise I'll set for her because her and I did a short film together called Raising a Daughter. It was a part of this year's Z-Fest, which is a film festival locally here in town that's put on every year. And I, I love uh, Z-Fest for so many reasons, but one of my favorite reasons is that it, it's all these industry people. It's all the people that show up and you know, work their asses off doing you know, video work, and they do graphics work, and they do all that stuff. Because a lot of times when you're in that field, You've got to go do stuff you don't want to do, but you have to do. Like, listen, I'm glad I could be here at your used car lot to shoot a commercial for you, but I'd much rather be out, like, doing passion projects and movies. But, you know, to be able to put food on the table, I guess we'll just roll out the Toyota Corolla and we'll get the manager on the inside and he'll give some, you know, stupid ass, you know, whatever spiel about, like, come on down to Johnson Chevrolet where we put the Olay in Chevrolet or whatever the fuck it is. And you're like, oh, God, this is just... It's soul-crushing, but it pays the bills, so you do it. But Z-Fest is like all industry people who love to make movies who just do it. Nobody gets paid. Nobody. There's not like a big prize at the end. You can win like a few things, and, you know, you get a little recognition. You know, like we, a film I was a part of, uh, we were nominated for Best Fight and Best Prop. My film uh, lost out to another film that I was in for Best Fight. And I'm like, well, all right. I mean, we win, right? We all win. Yes, it was a, it was great and an amazing experience. And so this year at Z Fest, we're all, uh, I, I, me, my daughter, I had tickets for us. My mom and my niece had showing up. They had no idea that any of this was set up. So what I had done was I had contacted Adam and the guys at Z Fest and said, hey, it's my daughter's 13th birthday on Sunday, Saturday night. We're going to go watch our film. And I was wondering if I could do a little thing, you know, maybe sing happy birthday. And Adam goes, well, hey, man, if you want to put a video together for it, we'll just play it before all the films run that night. And I was like, all right, man, that totally works. Like, I'm I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> so we put together this video. I call up my buddy Chuck Struck. And I go, hey, man, uh, let's shoot this thing at my house when she goes to gymnastics. He pops over. We bust it out. So it's me sitting at a bar in my downstairs bar and I got a flannel shirt on and my hair is kind of slicked back. And I'm like, yeah, sweetie, you know, like, uh, uh, nice to see everybody here at Z fest. Uh, you know, hope you guys are having a good time. It's kind of a special night. It's my daughter's 13th birthday. And then really what a kid wants for a 13th, 13th birthday is. And then I turn around and I'm like in the full Motley crew guy liner with the red lips and my hair all spiked up and, you know, singing a, a metal song. But I, I figured that she would absolutely hate it, which she did. <laughs> she got over it pretty quick, but here's the audio from it. Hey Z-Fest, how's it going? Rudy Pavich here. A little later, you're gonna see our film called Raising a Daughter. It's a little autobiographical. It also happens to be the first time my daughter Kinley worked on a production with me. And it just so happens tomorrow is Kinley's 13th birthday. <laughs> and the only thing a 13-year-old girl wants on her birthday is to hear her dad sing a rock and roll birthday song. If you know the words, sing along! <laughs> Yeah. 
I, for the record, I think almost everything I do is absolute shit. But I, when this when we finished this, I could not stop laughing. I called my brother-in-law and my sister. They thought somebody had died. I couldn't get the words out. I was laughing so hard. I said, I have to send you something. I sent it to them. Their reaction was very much so like the reaction that came from the people in the theater. <laughs> Oh, man, it felt good. You know, my my mom did it to me when I was 16. It was my, like, third day of my sophomore year. I was in Miss Furlong's English class. There was a gal by the name of uh, Melissa Churik who had just started. She was super cute. She was sitting next to me. I was working up the courage to one of these days possibly talk to her. And on the day after my birthday, I thought, that'll be the day. You're going to be a new man. You're going to be a little older. You're going to be a little wiser. I think she likes older men. (laughs) You were going to definitely talk to her the day after your birthday. But on my birthday, Miss Furlong says, with 10 minutes left to go in class, she goes, so we're going to have just an open study. If you guys want, you can just study on whatever it is. We got a test coming up on Thursday. So just go ahead. Just, you know, you guys just kind of do your own thing. I thought, well, that is weird. Because we never get open study time in English. And about 90 seconds later, I hear, is my grandson in there? And I went, fuck. I know what this is. And I look up, and there's my mom and her best friend, Julie. And they are dressed up like two old biddies, walking around to all the girls in my English class, asking if I would like to, or if they would like to go to prom with me. If they thought that I was cute. The first day I had turned 16, I was mortified. I was dead inside. I wanted to kill him. There's photos of me, and maybe I can find them. There's photos of me (laughs) when I am uh, in my desk and my mom is hovering over me and I am just like hands over the face just going, oh my God, please make this stop. Make it stop. And it lasted. I mean, it lasted for seven minutes. They would not leave. They got a standing ovation when they left. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I was like, Mom, fuck, I'm done. High school's over for me. I'm never going to come back from this. And, um, yeah, a lot of people have never forgotten it. Gets brought up at the class reunions. And I have one of their pictures hanging on my wall. of Them two standing outside the high school dressed up like that. And it... I appreciate every single second of it. At the time, I mean, I wanted to jump off the top of the building. But now that I'm 40 and I look back on it, I'm like, man, well, that's a hell of a memory. That's a great memory, you know? And uh, I don't know. I hope that Kinley looks at this one day and she's like, I know he was doing it just to, like, screw with me because I was turning 13. But really, you know, he wanted to make a memory. Because, I mean, you can buy your kids all the stuff you want. None of that stuff matters. It's experiences, you know? Like, I don't spend a ton on Christmases and birthday birthdays when it comes to, like, gifts and stuff. I'd much rather spend my, our money on places that we can go to and things that they can possibly remember. Spending my, Instead of, like, looking online to be able to buy my daughter another Leo for gymnastics, I'd much rather make a silly video that she's going to remember for the rest of her life. And now it lives in infamy on the Internet, you know? So, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys kind of dug it, man. It was, it was nice to get that big of a reaction from it. And it was cool to see my daughter get so many well wishes from people while we were walking through 
the uh, Imagine Willow Creek Theater. So big thanks to those guys and everybody at Z-Fest and Chuck for helping us put that together because, man, it, it was a bit of an undertaking to be able to pull it off, but I'm glad that we did. There was a whole time crunch thing, and it was like, shit, I'm leaving the next day, so we got to get this done now. And, yeah, so it turned out uh, it turned out great. Thank you guys very much. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and then find us every single day just around 9.45 a.m. on Instagram Live. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. And uh, in the meantime, once again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.